If you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. The day science begins to study non-physical phenomena, it will make more progress in one decade than in all the previous centuries of its existence. Nikola Tesla. Welcome to The Frequency Shifter Show. I'm your host, Corinne Summers, founder of Artisan Pharmacy. In this show, we explore ways to raise the frequency of ourselves, one another, and our planet. We're digging deep into all things metaphysical, from what is frequency, to the power of sound, the Schumann resonance, our DNA, Reiki, the energy of water, and beyond. All to shift our minds and bodies back into alignment with richer states of connection, elevated awareness, and maximum human potential. And we're bringing on the global experts and thought leaders to share their wisdom as they let us pick their brains around all these juicy, mysterious topics. First of all, I don't know who Ricky is and metaphysical, Schumann's Renaissance. What are you? I don't even know. What are you talking about? Wait a minute. I need us to take a step back and calm down. What are we even talking about here? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention, I have a co-host. The universe insisted. What can I say? This is Alex Terranova, founder of Dream Mason. He's sort of a newbie to some of this frequency stuff, and he's going to help keep everything balanced, grounded, and relatable. So this show isn't just for the experts to nerd out on all things metaphysical, but it's an open welcome space for everyone to explore the mysteries of the universe and raise our frequencies together. Welcome to today's episode of The Frequency Shifter Show. My name is Corrine Summers, founder of Artisan Pharmacy, here with my incredible co-host, Alex Terranova, founder of Dream Mason. Alex, how's it going today? What's up? I'm so good. I'm so, so good. I'm I'm excited for our guest today. This is going to be, this is everything that I need. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Um, So speaking of, with your really, you know, you've had some really like revamped health habits this year. Has water made its way? (laughs) (laughs) This is like the water is like, water is like, it's like just doesn't work in my life. It's such a silly thing to say. So, right, we're talking about, we've talked about me going vegan all this year as a, as a challenge. Maybe my 2021 should be like a gallon of water a day or some kind of challenge because I'm good when I have some sort of structure or discipline. But you, you, we talk about this all the time. I don't drink water. Like I'm obviously I drink water. I'm alive. When I exercise, I drink a lot of water, like when I'm working out or right after, but I never feel thirsty. So I go throughout whole days with having like a couple of cups of coffee. Maybe I, you know, drink a little water if like they put it in front of me at a restaurant. But like I, I often can go a whole day and get to eight o'clock at night and go, God, I haven't drank any water. I need to drink some water. And I know it doesn't work. I mean, I think my skin and everything, I look pretty good for my age and whatnot, but maybe I would look like 10 years younger if I actually drank water. So Maybe you'd have even more energy and would feel even better or solve some of those (laughs) gut issues if you improved your water and the quality of your water. But we'll dive into that with today's (laughs) special guest, who I am so excited to have here with us, MJ Pangman, who is an author, a publisher, a small business owner. Um, You know, she's been really successful in authoring seven books, including being the co-author of her book we're going to chat about a little bit today, Dancing with Water also the name of her amazing website. Thank you so much for being with us today, MJ. How are you doing? 
I'm great. And I'm so excited to be with both of you today. This is going to be a really fun discussion. <laughs> yes. written- We're going to turn on Alex's light. Wait, I didn't even realize. <laughs> I'm just kidding this now. You've written seven books. You know, I started off at writing in the field of alternative health um, way before I connected with water. So that opened up a lot of doors for me. And I ghost wrote most of those books. So I was wow. writing educational material for doctors and naturopaths, inventors, and, uh, and health companies. And so most of those books were ghostwritten. And then I connected with this whole concept of water, and that became that became my purpose and my mission. So that's where I am happily right now, writing pretty much exclusively on water. Got it. Well, why don't, like, let's just go into, you know, why don't you give us your book, Dancing with Water, and where your focus is on water. Why don't you just, like, let us into, like, what do you do and why is it important? Okay. So I, I will kind of stand on this whole thing that Dancing with Water is in its second edition now. It was written as the, as the outcome of discovering that it was more than just water. And so Dancing with Water really begins where all the other books about water end, in our opinion, because we can talk about clean water, we can talk about the minerals in water, But our book is really about the molecular structure of water. Don't let that scare anybody off. But the the concept that was introduced to me when I got so excited years ago about water was that water really is, or was meant to be, a liquid crystal. And what that means is that water has the capacity to store information and transmit information as long as this liquid crystalline phase is maintained. And a lot of the things that we do on the planet today disrupt that liquid crystalline structure of the water. And also its ability then to amplify information, to conduct information, to carry and hold information. And that's one of water's jobs in this liquid crystalline body. And all of these concepts I discovered, you know, as, a, as an outcome of my inquiry into water. So we can talk about what makes water a liquid crystal and why that's so important. And, you know, we can go all down that rabbit hole as you wish. Yeah, well, of course, I'm going to want to know about all of that nerdy stuff. And, you know, we also talk a lot about DNA and the impact of different energies and frequencies or different things in our environment on our DNA. And so that was something that was coming up for me too, as you were, you were saying that is the like crystalline quality of our water at all. Like, does it, how how does that impact the internal quality of our bodies and our own, like our own crystalline structure, I guess. Okay, so I love the question about DNA because, quite frankly, one of the things that they discovered when they were looking at DNA years ago, as they were computer modeling, all the models would fly apart. They would put all the pieces of DNA the way they understood them together, but when they put that in motion, that helical structure of the DNA in motion, it would always fly apart until they put water in the picture. And as it turns out, water 
And structured water or this liquid crystalline water that we're talking about is what holds the DNA together. And when they put water in the picture, then the DNA was functional. And one of the things, one of the early scientists that I worked with was a Korean scientist. And he actually showed that DNA from a diseased tissue had less crystalline structure to the water around it than did healthy DNA. So that was a big, you know, we just, you know, when you study something, you get one little piece here and one little piece there. And as we put all of these pieces together, it just became so obvious that water was the foundation of everything. And years ago, I connected with, I can't remember what university it was, that created a new food pyramid and they put water at the bottom of it. And that is where water belongs. It's the foundation from which everything else springs. No pun intended. This is terrifying for me right now. <laughs> Let's, if, we, if we take that, what's the impact then on, like I'm right now like, man, my DNA is like, I'm terrified. <laughs> um, but what's the impact from your perspective on not only drinking a sufficient amount of water, whatever you would tell us that would be, but then also the kind of water? Well, that's really what dancing with water is all about. It's the kind of water because we're, we're helping people understand that they can put back some of the life force and life force goes hand in hand with this liquid crystalline structure. So as soon as you have energy in water, you create the avenue for the flow of information. And the flow of information then sustains this liquid crystalline geometry to the water or to, you know, this structure to the water. So, you know, now you have the, you have the basis for, for holding that energy, that life force, um, and for its movement within the human body. So I don't know if that answered your question or not. I, I, I mean, it does. And I'm like looking a little bit more for specifics for somebody like me or people listening that are like, wait, I mean, how much water should I be? How much in your opinion? But also, you know, based on right, I'm in Southern California, like what can I just drink? I'm going to guess I shouldn't just drink tap water. But like, how do, what should I be drinking? when it comes, like, how do I get that high quality water that you're actually speaking of? Okay, well, you know, that is the nature of the book. And the front part of Dancing with Water is an introduction to all of the forces in nature. Okay, this is a big key to how we're approaching this subject, because nature, Mother Earth, has all kinds of things set in place to help her water maintain its, its, uh, its energy, its life force, and its ability then to sustain the life on the planet. Mother Earth and her water and life on this planet all go together. And when you break up any part of that, you lose, you lose the picture. So in nature, water is held in this liquid crystalline form with its ability to then hold information with simple, very um, refined magnetics. So the earth is a big magnet, right? And when, when water moves and passes over minerals, tiny magnetic fields are created. So minerals become very important for water, 
but movement is very important for water. And some interesting things happen as water moves because water always moves in vortices. No matter what, if you leave water alone, if you don't push it through pipes, it always finds a vortical path. So water's movement in, in vortexing patterns with minerals create some of the same kinds of energies that happen in the earth as water moves down a stream over the, over the rocks, uh, many of them crystalline in their own form, which helps support the crystalline nature of the water. The movement always clears water and keeps it clean. Um, we know that rushing water uh, remains clean. That's even kind of biblical, I think, in, in nature. That's that whole statement. Um, but... So all of these things, light, the sunlight, as long as it's not too strong and as long as the water is moving, sunlight is good. The sounds of nature help keep water structured. The bees buzzing, they're delivering harmonics to the water. The crickets at night, the wind, it is all a beautiful natural play that supports water's natural crystalline structure. So we talk about each one of these forces and how they impact water. And then the second part of dancing with water is this sort of dance guide where we say, you know, here, start with clean water. And that's, that's the, where we, we're beginning where everyone else is ending. So you got, you got all these people out there that are filtering water and getting you clean water. And there's good ways to do that and not so good ways to, to do that. We can get, go there. But, Starting with clean water, you want to make sure you have balanced minerals. Then you want to work with the water energetically with the same kinds of forces that Mother Nature uses. And then you've got something that will really hold information. And, and then you've got something that actually can be used to create all kinds of medicinal and therapeutic uh, formulas. And that's where water is really um, getting some attention right now because water can hold energy, can hold, I mean, that's what homeopathy is, right? Bach flower remedies, flower essences, gem elixirs, all of those are very real as you have water's ability then to hold information and carry it into this body and support this body with vibratory, I mean, I love the, niche, the name of your your show, the frequency shifters, because it's all about vibration and water holds information as vibrations. So, you know, there you go. I, I, once again, I, I open one door and we'll, we'll go down the next one. <laughs> no, that is, it's such a beautiful, you know, it's beautiful to think about water too, as this like cherished natural gift from the universe and something that could, you know, I of course believe in how all, you know, everything has a frequency and that the frequency of everything that we surround ourselves with, everything um, in our environment impacts us and impacts structures and impacts, um, you know, not just humans, but every element of everything around us. So I love the way that you explained all of that and, and went through it all. Um, I, you know, it's also, of course, difficult to think about how we would recreate that with so many people living in cities, you know, over time, just the growth of our cities and the way our cultures and societies live today, all of our water comes through pipes. So what is a way that, um, and I know we had this conversation on the phone a couple of months ago, what are ways that people can make sure that the, they're first just cleaning up the water that is already coming out of their pipes or that they already have access to? 
or are there other ways and methods that you, you know, I know you have some products on your site as well, but you know, what are your tips for people to like where they are right now, a couple of things that they could go out and do to start on the journey of cleaning up their water and, and moving towards, um, that level of hydration. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's a really great question. And that's the one that really stops people from moving forward a lot, you know, because there's so much information there, they don't know where to go first. And this is really not where, where we have focused on cleaning the water. But I will say this, that we, we have thousands of different filters out there. Um, we have lots of different problems with water, and the problems with water are different in different regions of the country. And we have communities that fluoridate their water and communities that have stayed away from that terrible atrocity. And, you know, we've all got chlorine in the water that comes from a tap unless uh, individuals have got a well. Um, But one of the things that we have found to be really powerful and really affordable is to get a hold of a water ozonator. Because ozone cleans everything. It neutralizes contaminants. And then even with a simple, cheap filter like the Brita pitcher, which is bottom of the line, it will take out the the remnants of those contaminants. Ozone is such a potent oxidizer that it breaks apart contaminants and leaves the water then free um, so that a simple filter without something very complex or very expensive will take out those contaminants. And then you're starting with something that's fairly, fairly clean. There's not much that ozone won't take care of. And you can buy um, an inexpensive ozonator on Amazon for water. We're not talking about ozonating the air. We're talking about ozonating water. And they're two different processes and and two different levels of of what can happen. But there are some very inexpensive ozonators on uh, on the internet that can be purchased. So... That is a good place to start to get rid of chlorine, to get, you know, to take care of a lot of the contaminants that are in water. And, uh, and then, you know, then we begin the dance. So, you know what? I am going to interject this before we go any further. We see a lot of reverse osmosis today. That's a big way that is being promoted to, um, to get clean water. It's not a very good method because of the way that it's done and because of the way it leaves water. We call it empty water. It's empty and it's also very traumatized. (laughs) So what you're doing with reverse osmosis is you're forcing water through these tiny holes that only allow water molecules through. And water um, in this liquid crystalline state is a network of hydrogen bonded water molecules. It's like a a sheet blowing in the wind in layers. And and each of those water molecules is hydrogen bonded to each other. But when when you go through the reverse osmosis process, you actually strip the molecules from that network and it leaves them very devoid of energy, very devoid of frequency, the connection with Mother Earth is lost, there are no minerals left, it's not a good way to start. So although a lot of people have gone this direction because they're trying to get clean water and we understand that, but it's not a very good one for water. So I will just say that up front. Distilled water is not healthy water either. 
but it's not quite as bad off as reverse osmosis water and it can be brought back with the addition of minerals. But it's very difficult to put minerals back in RO water and bring it back to bring it back any life force. So there's our take on that. There's, I'm like Googling as we're talking and like looking at, at all these things you're like not Googling to for information, but like looking for the products that you're saying. Um, what would some, what are the, what's like the difference someone would see if I went from drinking like just straight tap water, like in what, in just average city, you know, United States. And then I actually started following, you know, what you talk about in the book, but the things you're talking about here, what would actually change for the average person? That is a great question. Um, and it's, it's different for each person always, right? Because we're all different. We're all in a different place. We all have different levels of health. We're all different ages. And all of those are factors in what somebody's response would be. And we're all sensitive to a different level. So some people are just more sensitive to the things that, that go on in their body. They're more tuned to their body. And your response will be a function of all of that. But I will tell you that um, some of the biggest things that we hear over and over again from people are that they have more energy, that they have a sense of well-being, that if they pay attention to it, you know, they, they, feel, they feel more aware, they feel more open, they feel um, more connected. And so there's a sense of well-being that improves, energy often improves, if there are specific health problems, and I don't want to go there necessarily, but, but um, in my early research, I discovered that diabetes was considered the uh, thirsty disease. And so lots of people who have issues with blood sugar notice that there's some interesting things that begin to shift there. No claims, obviously, but that's, uh, you know, that's, that's one that comes up again and again. And then, you know, because water is the foundation for everything else, if you're drinking good water, your um, water will then amplify or make available the nutrients that you're eating. So uh, everything happens more efficiently when you take in yeah. more efficient water. And it's not necessarily about drinking gallons and gallons of water. We don't really advocate that. That's not really necessarily healthy too. But if the quality of the water is there, it doesn't take as much water to, to get you hydrated which doesn't happen overnight either if you're, if you're not hydrated. But so, you know, I, I have some really fun stories from people, but we may not go there at least at this point in time to, to tell stories, but um, some lovely epiphanies for people when they began to drink quality water. I know that just from asking people to hydrate more often in my coaching practice that it, people have instant benefits. And to me, it makes sense at a base level because our bodies, you know, it's a known fact that our bodies are what, 60% water. So if you would change the quality and the, you know, improve the quality of something that makes up so much of our body, I don't know, it makes, it makes sense. <laughs> You know, from a standpoint of weight and volume, yeah, we're, we're 60 to 60 to babies are 90, 90 some percent water 
Did you know that by weight? I didn't. And if you look at the molecules and count molecules in the body, there are, there are nine, water is over 99% of the, mol, the number of molecules in the body because we are so much water. So there's another perspective for you. And we, we, we reduce in the amount of water that, that we have in our bodies as we age. So once again, a baby's body is, has a lot more uh, water and is much better hydrated than an adult's. Is it because you're actually hydrating less or is there something that changes in the amount of water the body can actually hold as we age? Or, the amount of, or like, because the cells are aging, do they hold, I don't know. You, it's a really good question, and I don't think we have a, a complete answer on that one, other than that we know from, from lots of testing that the amount of water that's inside each cell actually begins to reduce with age. And I think it has more to do with stress and environmental um, issues than anything else that just that, that use water, because everything in our bodies to function uses water and depends on water. So, you know, if the body is stressed, you're going to be using more water. And if you're not replacing it, then there's, there's an issue eventually. Yeah, that makes sense. Especially with the numbers of stressed individuals we have, like the, the statistics around stress in our society these days, that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, something I wanted to loop back to, because this is something that I was really fascinated by on your site and actually how I, I came to, <laughs> to get to know you. Um, it's well, actually, two of our podcast guests have have mentioned you or known about your site. Uh, the first is a really good friend of mine, Jay Taylor, who's a sound healer in Chicago, and he has your the like um, cone or egg shaped water filter that you sell on your site. And I always dr love drinking. It's like a special treat to drink that water when I'm at his home. He does a lot to filter it, and from what I understand from our conversations before, you have to have clean water to be able to use this thing. Um, but hearing you talk about, you know, replicating the vortices and the different elements of nature, um, is that actually what that like thing that you created is, is trying to do? Or could you just talk a little bit about that product and explain it to someone if they had maybe never heard of it before and just dive a little bit more into that? Okay. All right. Well, one of the things we talk about that influences water is geometry. Um, when you set, when you study space and the, the the recent quantum research that's going on with space and space time and the um, the qualities of space, we're touching on the the idea that space has a geometry too, and that it also has spiraling nature. So water is 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 mimicking the whole energy of the universe and the geometry of the universe. And there are certain shapes that serve as waveguides for life force and for the transfer of energy from, from the universe to a three-dimensional um, world. And, and water is one of these beautiful ways to step down that energy. And because of the geometry that, that may be so similar with the geometry of a space, we've discovered and we studied the work of Victor Schauberger who was known as the water wizard in Austria. And he, he was the one who came up with this design of, of a, the shape of an egg, because the shape of an egg um, creates natural spiraling flow. 
just water sitting inside of it will naturally always keep moving in a gentle, slow, spiraling motion. And when that egg shape is made of clay or any kind of a material that was somewhat breathed, you have a slight evaporative cooling effect where, where the water at the base is, more, is, is warmer than the and and the and the water inside the uh, shape or the center of the egg is warmer than the edges which stay cooler so you have all of this interesting cycling movement that's very very subtle but that kind of movement within that geometric shape refines water gets the minerals um, involved in the crystalline geometry of water. And you, you've drunk that water, so I don't know what your experience was, but the water is softer, it has a smoother texture to it. These are all qualities that water develops when it does become a liquid crystal and does develop what we call coherent liquid crystalline qualities so that I mean, coherence is, is um, to describe this, your body is a coherent um, organism because it's made up of individual pieces and parts, but they function as a whole. And so when you bring coherence to water, each of those water molecules is still capable of functioning as an independent unit. but when coherence develops, it functions as a whole. And as coherence develops in that shape of the egg, an energy field is developing around that egg that supports the, the energy of the water, its ability to hold energy too. And water then becomes very receptive to your love and gratitude and anything else that you might want to input into that water, which would then be input back into yourself. So water is this very beautiful mirror of who we are and what we're creating at any moment in time. So uh, we developed the water cradle, we call it. It's a ceramic egg-shaped container that we then protect with a, an orgone energy base. And that's a whole nother discussion. We, we use a um, what's called a tensor ring, which creates a column of protective energy. That's uh, Slim From Sperling. Tesla. It it's, has some smacks of Tesla, but it was actually created by Slim Sperling and Bill Reed in the 1990s. They ah, came up okay. with some very beautiful concepts. So, so, so once again, Dancing with Water is a gathering of all kinds of people's research. And we've tried to just put it all together and make take the best of the best, the most natural of the most natural, work with water's qualities, and, and give her the opportunity to really dance with you. And that's the deal. It's a dance for each individual, and it's completely unique. There's... There's so much and there's so much um, as I like peruse through all the different things on your website, like all the different, there's so many things people can get that work into this water conversation. Um, I notice, like me as somebody who I want to say is like very novice, like I don't even drink, I barely drink water as it is. And I'm like, I know that I should drink more. And now I'm thinking it's 
not just that I should drink more. I should focus more on the quality of the water versus how much I'm drinking. I just want to get really clear, like the place that somebody like me or somebody in my that identifies like I don't drink enough water or maybe I'm not drinking the best water would start would be to maybe this the egg this egg that you just described is it the was it the ozonator like what was where where were you or was it by the book and like go like read by the book read the book and that's going to give you some direction well it's true that reading the book will give you lots of information and background from which you can then you know begin to make your personal choices and we really say to people follow your heart you, my you heart know, says listen to MJ MJ tell me what to do <laughs> my heart is like you don't know what to do. Listen to MJ. <laughs> so ozonating the water is a lovely place to begin because now you have a clean canvas okay. from which to work, you know, and that's where then our work begins. And the water cradle is a lovely place to begin because it does everything if you have the time to allow the water to gestate within that beautiful womb-shaped egg-shaped vessel. Really, that's what's being created. There's, you know, there's a, there's a reason an egg is that shape. And there's a reason a womb mimics that shape, because that is the shape that gathers creative forces. And, you know, that allows the maturation and the gathering of, of, of all that is created for water and for life. So, Alex, I've been waiting for you to ask that question and to really say this. So, so here's what's for you. One of the things that people notice when they begin to drink good water is that they have a thirst for water that they've never had before. So I'm going to tell you a quick story about someone recently who got the water cradle on her intuition and put it by her bedside so that that was the first thing she did in the morning because drinking water first thing in the morning is a big deal. You've, you've been without everything, and you, breathing at night evaporates water. So it's the perfect time to hydrate your body before you eat anything because it hydrates all your digestive system. So she got the water cradle and put it by her bed, and she told me weeks later, she said, you know, I have established the most beautiful new relationship with water. I didn't believe you. This is a, actually a kind of a friend of, of ours who knew about our work and, and never really imbibed. <laughs> so she said, I, I wait for that experience first thing in the morning. It's the most anticipated thing I do now. I get so excited that that's going to be the first thing I do when I wake up to drink that refreshing water that I've never really appreciated before. So people tell us that all the time, that they never liked drinking water, and now that they're drinking good water that they've put their energy into, and that's a big factor too. They've paid attention. They didn't just turn on the tap. They worked to create, to create that water, and it's a part of them already, and they can't wait to drink it. So you might anticipate something like that. It could be like that for you. It might and it might not. But, you know, I will tell you another experience that's also recent from a musician who said, after reading their book and incorporating some of the things, and, and, and I've got a couple of devices here now that I'm working with, she goes, I've noticed 
that when I pour a glass of water, it sings to me. And that's very beautiful for us to hear. So that's a musician's perspective. Everyone's experience will be different. Thanks for sharing that. I love that. But you're at, wait, wait, I have one more thing. And then you, we, Corinne, you can take this and wrap it up. You're out of stock. I can't get one right now. Oh, uh, it's hard for us to keep these in stock. Actually, we're getting a few more by the middle of December. Can you save so, one for me? I will save for one me for me too, you. because I've been planning on buying it as well. Um, I had to clean up my water first though. And I just moved. And that was the conversation I had had with you before to like, just check what your local water tables say. And I thought that was really good advice too. Like, we can all look into what our local water, you know, what we might need to remove and like what the different levels are. Um, so you can look that up for like your local area, wherever, whatever city and, and jurisdiction you live in. Um, but now that my water's clean, I'm definitely going to want one because it is totally an experience. And I love that you brought the word intention into this and like, you know, anything we do intentionally, that in itself creates a frequency and a vibration of something that is so powerful and has the ability to impact our lives. Um, and there was something always about that experience with my friend Jay. It was like, I said, a special treat and there's, you know, a different quality to the water as you drink it. It's almost thicker and it has a little bit of a different taste and it's smooth, like you said. And there's just something that feels really good about it. And also knowing what went into creating it that it had been, you know, sitting in this egg shape for days or a day and, you know, creating this, this beautiful structure. And so there was something special about it. And just, it was another way of creating that moment of celebration, honoring your body, you know, creating a moment of connection with your health and supporting your well-being. It's really beautiful. So thank you for just everything that you shared and all the wisdom that you brought to the table today. It really, we appreciate it so much. Perfect summary. An honor, absolute honor to have you. Um, and I want to make sure, so we're, we've got to wrap up since we're about out of time, but I want to make sure everybody knows about, um, you know, your, your bonus that you're offering at the end of the show, we always do a Bodhi bonus in honor of just compassion and gratitude, thanking our listeners, thanking you for being here and creating that connection and opportunity for you, um, you know, others to find your work and learn more about all this good stuff. Um, so we do have a, I think you said a 50% off code for your book, Dancing with Water, which we talked a lot about today, um, under the code book 50. Was that correct? That's correct. Okay. Awesome. And could you also just let everybody know where to find you, what the best way is to connect with you if you have any social media or, you know, just at least your website? The website is just dancingwithwater.com. And the website was created to, to be mostly educational. So we have tons of articles on a lot of different subjects. A lot of the material that's in the book is covered sometimes in greater depth on some of the articles um, that are on the website. And then... Um, we also, I'm going to say, we offer a quarterly meditation, which is free for the water so that the global community can gather together and share their love and gratitude for water. This is a big deal. It's becoming a bigger and bigger deal as humanity steps up and realizes the power of their intention and what we need to do now to really support bringing the earth back to this beautiful garden that she was originally created as. So we have a quarterly meditation. You can click on that link too and, and get on our reminder list. Um, we'll have a meditation coming up on the solstice for the winter solstice. And um, 
dancingwithwater.com. We also have a Facebook account. Wonderful. Thank you again so, so much from the bottom of our hearts for being here and sharing with us today. Um, it was just, it was a great conversation and so glad that we were able to have Thank you for having me. It was a delightful conversation. Alex, is your life with water changed? Anything <laughs> else to wrap us up? I will say, I, you, you know, like I trust my gut. I go with like, I, I trust myself and I took on vegan for this year because my gut just something inside of me was like, Hey, try some, try this for this year. And it's been profound. And as we were sitting here, I was like, I think that's the commitment for 2021. And it's not even that I do like a year commitment every year, but it just occurs like the next thing in my overall well being would be to like change that relationship that I have to water. And that's what, I didn't know that that's what this conversation was going to be about, but that's what I really feel like it was about. Honestly, that's our mission is to change people's relationship with water at a conscious level. So thank you for stepping up for that. Thanks MJ. So appreciate like everything you brought today. Yes. Thank you for the opportunity to be here. Well, we'll be excited to check out your book and hopefully Alex and I will have our water cradles sometimes within the next few months and we'll all report back. Um, For our guests, thank you so much again for being here today. Make sure you check out the show notes below for all the links to MJ's stuff and we will look forward to seeing you back on another future episode of The Frequency Shifter Show. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Frequency Shifters. We really hope that you got some value, you learned something, and that there's something from this episode that you can take away and use in your life. Who are you thinking of right now that needs to hear this episode? Please share it with them. Share this on social media, subscribe and like and leave a comment. And please, if you have a comment or an idea or something that you want us to talk about or investigate, leave it online and we will go into those and bring you that information. Please like, share and subscribe and we will see you next time.